Um, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Where to Your Mother podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Benita. And what are we talking about? What I was trying to say to you. I don't know. Anyway. Just ease me in. Send a freaking voice note first. Ease me in, please. <laughs> ease me in. Just to slow down with those cheeseburgers. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of want someone who's a little bit seasoned. Yeah, I want candid. Candid? Candid? <laughs> That's not bad. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm gonna say this for no. <laughs> it, no, I just, no, there's too many factors. <laughs> I'm just laughing at Rachel's face, <laughs> not the situation. another episode of word to your mother podcast it's me michelle and it's me benita (laughs) anyway so actually today um it's valentine's day we're recording on valentine's day obviously you won't hear on valentine's day but happy valentine's day to the listeners but obviously we are not celebrating valentine's day we're recording a podcast and actually our subject for today is completely i would really not say it was (laughs) trying to find the right words for this it's really not in the keeping of uh valentine's day is it it's not, Benita, it's, not to it's, be fair. It's, it's not the right you know well they're not going to be listening to it on valentine's day so no we just, we just but obviously do. it's a bit funny because it's valentine's day and this is the subject that we're speaking about today yes but anyway um actually do you know what i was thinking as well really i feel like okay i'm going to put a trigger warning here mm. it should be like a trigger warning this is my trigger warning yes. for anyone who was triggered by this yes um it is a I don't know, it depends on how you look at it, but it can be a serious subject. It is a serious subject, but it can be um, triggering for some people, I guess. Um, But we're going to break down some facts and some opinions and just talk about some interesting things that we've learned, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, it was, we, Benita was at my house not that long ago. And um, on my TV, it was coming up with the new movies that were on. Yeah. That were showing uh, that had come out so and we saw this one it was called um oh kermit gosnell the trial of america's biggest serial killer yeah biggest or worst was it worst biggest or biggest, biggest, biggest serial, killer? serial killer so we were both like oh that sounds interesting let's see that what's that what what what's what that oh why can't i speak <laughs> let's see what that's about yeah anyway. it's gosnell the trial of america's biggest serial killer yeah we on your TV we saw it and we were like, oh, that looks good. Did we watch the trailer or did we just... We did watch the trailer. Yes, we watched the trailer and it looks like, oh yeah, let's watch that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so it turns out basically this movie about Kermit Gosnell is about abortion. Yeah. Um. So Kermit Gosnell, do you want to tell you what, what, what we did? Do you know? Yeah, I know. Um, So Kermit Gosnell um, is an American physician and abortion provider who was convicted of first degree murder in the death of three infants. And additional to that, 21 felony counts of illegal late term abortion and 211 counts of violating a 24 hour informed consent law, consent, consent law. Um, and he was sentenced to life in prison uh, without the possibility of parole. And and that was in 2013 that he was sentenced to life in prison. Yes. So actually, actually not even that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Um, and also, may I add, that he was like an older guy. So basically, he's, he's probably he's going to die in prison. What? Life in, pro- life in prison without the possibility of parole means you're going to die in prison. Yeah, but I mean, he's probably going to die in prison very soon. <laughs> He's not that old for him to die very soon. But he will die in prison because anybody who has life in he's prison... He's 78. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He could go for it. He he's go got six him. children. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't say that in the film. Yeah. It wasn't relevant to the film. I know. It wasn't a movie about his life. It was about <laughs> his plans. Um, but yeah. anyway, so we both watched the movie and it was interesting... I mean, it's more of like a straight to... It's a life. It's a lifetime movie. Yeah, it's like one of those straight to DVD movies yeah. type of thing. It wasn't like a cinema movie. But it was the um, number one uh, movie on Amazon 
Yes. So a lot of people were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did check this. I searched it on Twitter as well to see if anyone was actually talking about it. And people were talking about it, actually. And I think the main reason people were talking about it is because New York um, just set, basically just set a new law in January or was it January of this year? Yeah, I think January of this year um, called the Reproductive Health Act, which basically makes everything that Kermit Gosnell did legal. Yeah. So it's like if he would have been caught five years, six years later, this man would not be in prison for life, mm. basically, because everything that he did is now legal in New York. Well, to be fair, though, I'm not sure. when. Where did he commit his crimes? He might not have even committed I'm his just, crimes in New York, so he probably might no, have still I'm been just, in jail. No, I think Was Pencil- Philadelphia? Pennsylvania. Okay, so he probably still would have been in jail. But it's a bit wild that that's how America works. So in it, different states, different crimes, somebody could be in jail for something and someone else is out free. But Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, yeah. But he was tried in the state of Pennsylvania. No. Oh, Philadelphia is... Is it in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, what was, like, the weirdest thing about the movie? And I don't... And I feel like this episode may get slightly graphic in some places. Disclaimer, my the, uh, listeners may... What's it? Listeners may... F- find it distressing Distur- yeah he's distressing and may cause offence oh disclaimer viewers may find this episode viewers okay do you know what it might be a bit of graphic so just that's a disclaimer there you go yeah but basically in the film he was doing abortions for women after 24 weeks because legally in most countries the latest you can do an abortion is 24 weeks yes in some countries it's 20 or in some states as well like it's 20 weeks and Obviously, there are some countries where it's completely illegal. There's different rules for everywhere. But in this particular place where he was, it's 24 weeks. So he was carrying out abortions after the 24 weeks of pregnancy, which is like six months. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the babies that he was basically was supposed to be aborting, they were being delivered alive. Yes. And so when they were being born alive, what he was doing was cutting their necks with scissors yes. to kill them. Yeah. Um, uh, and he was also using like just random people off the street as like his nurses who were carrying out abortions as well. If, if I when I when we saw the trailer and then we kind of researched it a bit, it was kind of like it's either going to be this doctor who's really like kind of is it pro choice? Yeah, and is like helping out these women that have got these self in situations and it's the last result. When really this man was, do you want to say crazy? He wasn't crazy. I feel he like was a bit he was special. Kind of, he, bit... he, he was crazy. Yeah, he was. And the thing is, he did really believe that he was helping women, but, yeah. and he that he was giving them another option for people who really didn't like couldn't have kids past that point. Yeah, but he was still crazy. He was crazy. The the clinic where he performed these abortions, the hygiene was disgusting. Was disgusting. He kept the fetuses of the babies. In, in bags biohazard bags yeah. in fridges and just all over the clinic all over the clinic and each child each baby he would cut off their foot and have it in jars yeah. in a cupboard so in... that he knew which who who all the babies were right and he he had like he had a cat running around he had bare cats he had so many cats and it was it was absolutely disgusting and I think what oh, no that was that was when they searched his home okay um, yeah, but still, they searched his home, and that was also a mess. And he had a dead cat in the in the basement with all fleas in there. He, when they came in, he said, "Oh, it's a bit of a mess down there." I'd rather you didn't go down there. It's a bit messy. He was he was <laughs> an actual literal creep. There's actually if, such a creep. If you watch the film at the end of the credits, they show like pictures from the real thing. Yeah, because it was completely true. Yeah, yeah. it's a true story. And there's a bit where when they're basically raiding his house. As they're raiding his house, he basically sits in the living room and plays the piano. And at the end, they show the footage of him actually, actually playing the yeah. piano as they raid his house. Um, it was all very odd. It was odd. Like, these nurses, or not nurses, these workers were basically given the authorization without proper training about giving the women these abortion pills or anything they had to do for, for to prep them ready for the medical procedure. He would train them 10, 15 minutes. He, they had a cheat sheet yeah. of, like... So the yellow pills, this for this, and the blue pills for that, and the purple pills for that. And it was just completely, it was just 
this the film, by the way, like it was a bit in there, but the information in the film made the film an interesting watch. Yeah. Because this is based on a true story. It wasn't a very dynamic movie in terms of like the visuals and stuff. No, it's there. not it was definitely not gonna be, you know, Oscar or BAFTA nominated. Mm. It's just like it'll eventually probably go on Netflix, like maybe at some one of those like like I said, a lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah. But it was interesting because myself and Rochelle, we'd never heard of him. And just because we were flicking on the TV, we saw this film. So we decided to research a bit more about abortions and the kind of laws that, well, well, we kind of know the laws that are in place in our country, but in America. So obviously they're changing. You mentioned the New York yeah, law. so New York has already changed the law. That is legal in... So basically, in New York now, um, it's now legal to basically... See, I don't want to use triggering words where it sounds like it's murder. Do you know what I mean? Because I am technically pro-choice. I do believe that you should have the choice, but yeah. I can't think of any other words to describe this. So it's now legal in New York to basically kill the fetus if it's born alive during an abortion. Yep. Um, it's also now legal for non-physicians to perform abortions. Which I find absolutely ludicrous. And you can, in New York now, terminate up until your due date. Um, which was previously 24 weeks, like it is in most places. Yeah. But now, basically, up until your due date, you are legally allowed to terminate a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit wild. It's right? very wild. I said a little bit, and I, it's not a little bit. It's actually very, it's very wild. Very wild. <laughs> like... Um, I've been reading some things, because I was really... I didn't understand. I don't know the procedures of, of abortions, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was confused about how babies are born alive during abortions. Like, what is the, like, actual procedure that you're doing that a baby is can be born alive type yeah. thing? Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I actually read up and looked at lots of things. And there's different ways, different types of abortions. Um, or maybe I'll just say that now. Yeah, it'll be about time. Uh, so you can have the pill. There's yep. a pill that they give you. Um, abortion pill. Yeah, it's not called that, but, you know, it's oh. one of these medical words, like, my fepratessa, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it's a long word, it begins with an M. Which is up until, like, 10 weeks yep. of pregnancy. You can, you take this pill, and I think you just get some, like, cramping or whatever, you're a bit, like, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, and then after that, so up until 15 weeks, it's like this suction. Surgical, yeah. So it's a surgical version. Not surgical, so you have the pill version, which is up to 10 weeks, and then from anything... From there, from 14 to whatever, is all surgical, which is the suction, which is the... No, there's no, a suction, suction which goes up to 15 weeks. So that's basically like they dilate your cervix. They use this like, I don't know, tube and just basically suck the fetus out. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point, the fetus has like its bones and stuff are not developed really. Like it's, I guess, like soft enough that the tube will just suck it out and yeah. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. That thing. And it's then after that... So this is, oh, FYI, this is for this country. Yes. Um, in England. Just in case you didn't know we were in England. <laughs> <laughs> After that, it's this procedure called D&E. It's dilation and evacuation. So this one, I think, is normally done under, like, general anaesthetic. Yeah. Um, they dilate your cervix, which is done, like, the day before. Up to 20, 24 to 48 hours before it can take. Yeah, so they do that. And then, ugh, I don't want to get too graphic about it. I know Benita doesn't appreciate it. No, you, no, no, you're going to have to. Cause <laughs> do you think? This is real life. Yeah, I've, I've, I watched, I, I listened to the video. So you, you, it's life. Just say it, what they do. Oh, sorry, everybody. Okay, so in this procedure, they, they basically, they use a suction to, um, like, basically remove all of the like organs and stuff from the fetus Mm -hmm. but at this point after 15 weeks the fetus is like bones and brain and uh skull and everything is formed so they can't use the tube to suck it out so they use like forceps i can't remember what it's called but they're like forceps but like a smaller version um with these kind of like teeth like rigid teeth rigid yeah teeth marks um and they basically pull the baby apart 
inside you. Like they, so they they will remove its legs and its arms and stuff like that, and then they use these forceps to crush its skull so that everything can come out of you because it, otherwise it doesn't come out. And at the end, they kind of put it back together to make sure they've got all the pieces and stuff like that. Um, so that's what they do, and I think that's up to twenty four weeks. Mm. Or is it 20... I think that's up to 24 weeks. But after that, anyway, for a late-term abortion... And I'm not 100% sure if this is for the UK, but I know in America when I was researching how babies are born alive, because I was like, well, if you're doing that, how is a baby being born alive? That doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So basically, if you have a late-term abortion, what they actually do is they inject a needle into your placenta, um, into the baby, to stop its heart. Yeah. Um. So I'm guessing that at that point, that hasn't worked. In some cases, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've injected, they inject something into the baby to stop its heart. And then you basically have to deliver that, that fetus. Yeah. Right? So some people are delivering their, their child alive. Yes. Um, so there was a governor in, I, I think it was Philadelphia, who basically was explaining, who wants to push for this legislation as well in that state. Oh, the governor of Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. The same news. one that did blackface. Yes. Yes. I know. Was, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't listened to our episode of ESN, you could find out about this governor who did blackface. But anyway, this governor in Virginia wants to push for this legislation as well. And he was explaining um, uh, the procedure basically in terms of what would happen if a baby is born alive in late term pregnancy. And he was just saying that actually what they would do is keep the baby comfortable until it naturally kind of passed away yeah but what if it doesn't pass away right so i was actually reading some things about from nurses where they were saying like who worked in abortion clinics and what they did to babies who were born alive who weren't supposed to be and one of them said that they basically um put the baby in like a metal box type thing and just left it to like die from cold like from from cold like just to put the baby in a box and left it and waited for it to die because it was going to die from being freezing cold anyway because it didn't have a blanket, nothing. They just left it there. And that, so I. Do you remember that episode called Midwife? No. A woman gave birth to a baby and the baby was basically born like deformed. Right. And they left the baby on a window in one of the like kitchens in the hospital to like die because they didn't know what to do with it. Right. So that's. I don't remember that. Episode. So you said that and I was just like. Oh Flashbacks. my God. <laughs> that's just that's disgusting. Well, so that's just a story of a nurse who said that that's what they had done on this previous like occasion when they because they didn't expect the baby to be born alive because they don't. Yeah. And they're like they didn't know what to do mm. type thing. So I'm not sure about how they're going to keep babies comfortable while waiting for them to die because what if they just don't die? Is it the depending fa- on when they have the abortion? Is it? The governor who's pushing for this legislation, is it when is it when and if they're injected with this procedure in the heart, but then the baby's born alive and you just kind of like... Yeah, because okay. basically, because he wants something similar to New York, because they're basically allowing late-term late, late term abortion, right? So this is going past your 24 weeks, because technically a fetus can survive outside of the womb after 23 weeks yeah but they would need medical attention mm. so if you just delivered a 23 for 23 week old baby and left it it probably would die yeah after it like an hour a few hours because it needs medical attention but because they're saying actually you can terminate up until your due date i don't see why that child if you're keeping it comfortable what are you doing to it exactly because it's going to be alive <clears throat> why would it just randomly die unless they're literally putting it in a box with no blanket and leaving it to freeze to death. Like, but I don't really get it. I, th- I think it's based on if they do that procedure and the baby doesn't pass away straight away inside yes, the Yes, I'm talking about if a baby's born alive. But at the same time... But it happens a lot, actually. It said even... I read even from the UK, it said... Um, so this is in 2008, which is obviously a long time ago, for that year, 66 babies were born alive during an abortion. Jesus Christ. So it's not like this doesn't... It, in terms of the amount of women who probably who had abortions mm-hmm. that year, it's a very small percentage of babies that were born alive. But still, it's 66 babies that were born alive where yeah. people have to know, what are you going to do with this child that's born alive yeah. type of thing? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So um, it is, yeah, based on this procedure. And, and this can only happen really 
late term because that's the way that they do it at that point where you actually have to deliver your baby. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I did see a lot of uh, people kind of obviously defending the, the, the new New York, New York law and saying that they would only really do it like... She, th- like basically saying that most people probably wouldn't just willy-nilly perform late-term abortions on people who are like 30, 40 weeks... Like who are like 34 weeks pregnant or something. Do you know what I mean? It would yeah. have to be a good reason. But that's kind of the same laws for everywhere. Like you can have an abortion after 24 weeks in pretty much all of these countries where it's legal if it's a danger to... If the child's going to be severely disabled mm-hmm. or... It's a danger to the mother's health, yeah. but also a danger to the mother's mental health. Okay. Right? And I think that's a... Is that a hard thing to prove? If you say I'm severely... Like, is it... When they say mental health, it's like, if I said I'm severely depressed because I do not want to have this child, are they going to allow me to have an abortion after 24 weeks? I think it's... Maybe it is... Um, depends on what type of mental health you are diagnosed with so for yeah, someone who has severe that. bipolar disorder or for someone who has is got like who's schizophrenic schizophrenic not just like you can't just be like oh i'm due next week and i'm so depressed and they're gonna be like right okay well we're gonna get rid of this baby for you like i don't think it's like that i think it's more in terms of maybe people that are in like mental mental hospitals or stuff like that but then you would think they would have just done it from earlier why do you need to wait right, but this, this but this is that this is my whole issue with this law is that when you when you find out you're pregnant and you decide what to do, and I feel like there's enough time before that window where you're like, okay, I feel like any time after that, unless it's like a danger to the baby's health or your health or whatever, not. But anything after that, no. Well, I was reading up that there are certain like issues in pregnancy that get worse as the pregnancy develops. Okay. So it, the further along they are is how bad, you know, they know it's going to be. So I was reading um, a story about a woman so she's from England. I think she was from Manchester. And this just happened in September of 2018. Okay. She was um, told that her baby had spina bifida. Right. Right. And so originally she was told her baby had spina bifida. Um, and I think that's like when part of your spine is not there. Yeah. Any, yeah. And But then as the pregnancy went along they were told that it was the worst case of spina bifida that they had ever seen, ever. The child had no, what was it like, um, brain function. No, um, what's that liquid in Vitaran? Fluid. They had, yeah, the child had no flu- no fluid in the brain or fluid, I don't know what it was. But it was basically the worst case of spina bifida they had ever seen. And this is further along they got. So this woman um, and her husband, she was married and she also had another son and obviously they wanted this child, but they decided, like, for the child that they should have bought the, like, terminate the pregnancy. Right. So at 25 weeks, I think, or 26 weeks, she had the procedure where they inject um, this needle into the... Baby's heart. Into the baby um, to stop its life. And then she has to go and deliver the baby mm-hmm. so it would come out. Um, and she said they did it and they did the scan or, you know, the sonogram and they were like, right, the heart stops, the baby's dead, you can push it out, that's... You know what I mean? And she said a few hours later, she felt her child moving. Like, she felt the baby kick. And all the midwives and stuff were like, no, you're wrong. Your baby's not kicking. And I'm like, how the hell are you going to tell this woman that she's wrong and that she can't feel her baby kicking? I mean, obviously, they might have thought, this is all in your head, you're upset. It's yeah, yeah. But she said she could feel the baby kicking and they told her no. She's like, put me back onto the to the monitor. And they're like, no, we don't need to because your baby's dead. And then, so she had to go and deliver her baby and her baby was born alive, Mm-mm. right? Her baby was born alive, um, crying. And she basically had to, she sat and she cuddled her son for an hour until he passed away naturally. Well, I would say naturally, but anyway. But ugh, anyway, I'm not going to get know, to the politics I, of Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Like, obviously, the effects that they had done had obviously taken a lot of time. She basically had to hold him until he passed away from the injection they did earlier. Well, that's the thing. I don't know, because obviously he was severely disabled, so maybe it was like... Yeah, that's true. He did, he did, the, they yeah. didn't give him medical attention that you would... Kind of, yeah, so yeah, that's a good point, actually. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I'm not going to get into the politics of the fact that this child, they said, was the worst case of spina bifida they've ever seen, but they tried to abort, like kill him with a, an injection and he didn't die. Yeah. He was born alive, and if actually they had helped him, 
at that point, he might have been fine because he was born extremely premature. Yeah. Because he was born at like 25, 26 weeks. Not going to get into that. She said, the woman, um, I can't remember her name. But anyway, uh, she basically said it was like the most traumatic thing that ever happened to her. 100%. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the stories I read was like, these were healthy women didn't even know their babies were born alive. Yeah. The doctors just like rushed them off and like yeah. chuck them in a box and leave them there type mm. thing. Do you know what I mean? For them? And they didn't even know. So this, anyway, this Kermit Gosnell, right, he would snip their baby's necks with, yeah, scissors. with scissors because he said that that was a better way to do it instead yeah. of just leaving them to to die. To die. Mm. I mean, both ways, you know, you can have your own opinion on, like, whether it's right or not. And like I said, obviously, I, I do feel like I'm pro-choice. I feel like you should be able to decide. But I do still think that there should be some sort of, like, regulation in this. Like, I don't understand how you can... I think leaving it up until your due date is extremely, uh, uh, it's it's unfathomable, unfathomable, unfathomable to me. Yeah, and you do hear those stories about these girls like, oh my god, I I, I was I was six months pregnant and I didn't know, like I I still had my periods and I didn't have a bump, and you could be you can kind of like sympathize in those situations where like okay fine, but if you find out you're pregnant and you know that you're pregnant. And you're women and are in, and then you blink and you're basically full term and you decide to, I don't agree with that. Well, this is the thing, right? This is the thing. In America, medical stuff yeah. is not free. <laughs> no, right? it's not. So there is this whole thing about like, if you decide that you can't bring a child into the world and you have to save up or whatever, it might take you a long time. And it might get you to a point where actually you're a bit further along than you wanted to be. And do you know what I mean? Because it's not cheap. No, Medical procedures in America are not cheap anyway. No. And what is it? For the past past the kind of 15 week mark where they have to do the DNA, that procedure is like, I think like $2,000 or so. Do you know what I mean? And that doesn't account for any like hospital stays um, do you know what the anesthesia they charge for everything yeah, they charge for they anesthesia do. they charge for the bed they charge for, do you know what I mean so the procedure in itself is like fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars and then you've got to pay for everything else and it's not as far as I know covered by your insurance no I don't think it is no because you're, it's, it's not it's a choice you've made yeah. a choice yeah. you, do you know what I mean Um, so I can understand in some ways like how it could happen that you kind of got to a place where it was a bit further along than you wanted it to be but I do still think that there should be like some sort of cap on it do you know what i mean because even 24 weeks is a little bit wild if 24 weeks to me is a lot that's a lot if i if i if i was queen of the world it would be 20 no it'd be like 15 15 because 20 when you're 20 weeks pregnant you're halfway through your pregnancy yeah so it's like you've just got to halfway point I think 20 weeks is all right. Do you know why? Because you've got just got to the halfway point and that baby can't survive 20 weeks outside of the womb anyway. That's true. It's like 23 weeks when they say that your baby could actually survive. So I'm like, mm, I mean, I'm not sure. But I there's a lot of places where the law is 20 weeks and yeah. I think that that's quite appropriate. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Because in, well, talking about pro-choice and laws and stuff, in Northern Ireland, it's um, illegal yeah to have an abortion um which i think is crazy i think if you take away the choice that's crazy do i mean like i think this this there has to be like a limit the fact that new york has too much freedom it's like just like unlimited i think is is just ridiculous but then i also think the fact that if you live in ireland you can't have an abortion if you choose to northern ireland northern yeah northern ireland you can't have an abortion if you choose to but they can travel they can, they can, you, if you, Northern Ireland, you can't have an abortion, but you can travel to England to have an abortion. Yeah, but you have to pay. But it's private. You can't you go can't, through the NHS. Exactly. Because you're not from that, like you, you have to go and you'd have to pay. And again, how much is that? Well, Michelle, funny you ask. I have some prices here. Okay. <laughs> so this is B-Pass, which is a private health company. Um, so all consultation fees for any type of abortion is £110. Right. And then what's the, like, most expensive abortion? The most expensive abortion, which is the um, surgical and medical procedures, which will set you back 1,000 and... 
sorry, 1,500 is the most you can pay. So that's including the consultation fee. Um, right, and that's a lot of money. So that's people a, just have a £1,500 sitting around. Right, that is, and it's when I scrolled down because I wanted to see, and it said that they, this is what they said, they said that they accept cash, check. uh any, payment plan. Well, it says some smaller units may not be, no. No payment plan. No payment plan. It doesn't say here. It's just talking, Yeah, but that's a bit wild. Imagine yeah. you're paying off your abortion for months. That's outrageous. Really, and I, I guess... They wouldn't want good. you to, they wouldn't encourage that. Oh, you know, you can pay it off in like three months. No, I want to do it now. Probably I don't want to be. not good for your mental yeah. health, I don't right. know. I'm not sure. Um, oh, well, they don't accept American Express. Okay, thanks so, for that. But they have two prices here which don't differ. Is obviously, which is uh, the Euro price because B, B Pass is a, um, obviously a UK organisation, but the Euro is a lot of people from Northern Ireland obviously may come over here to have their abortions. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Anybody who wants to have an abortion at a late, kind of later stage, which in in a conversation about the UK, the later stage would be a uh, second trimester. That's like fifteen or just oh, past fifteen to twenty four weeks, right? So mm. in that stage, that's when you have to have the surgical procedure, the D and E um, procedure. I don't think people take that lightly. No, honestly, I don't, and I think the only reason. Well, not I don't know the only reason, but the reasons in which you might do that is because you're not financially able yeah. to have a child. So I also feel like it's very unlikely that you have a £1,500 sitting around ready to have an abortion. Do you right. know what I mean? I think they make it really difficult for these women in Northern Ireland, and I don't feel like that's fair. No. And I think it's probably obviously a religious thing, isn't it? Because they're Catholic. So, yeah, it's a Catholic country. I, th- I, th- I definitely think it's a, a religious thing. I don't know. I haven't researched if there's been any kind of, well, probably, but any, like, big arguments or unarks for a change in law in Northern Ireland. But I guess there might have been at some point. I just haven't read about it or I haven't looked for it. No, I don't know. But if anybody watches Call the Midwife, which me and Benita both watch... Love! Yeah. The last... Well, not the last episode, but the last couple of episodes, of, they've had two episodes anyway, which was centred on, obviously, is based on... um. It's in Poplar, anyway. Like, East, it's East of London in the 60s at this at this moment is the era that we're in. And it's illegal at this point for women to have abortions, abortions right? And it has been centred on women who don't want to have their babies and have gone to seek out illegal abortions from some backdoor person who's performing it for them. And, like, the repercussions that these women have gone through. So one of them died. One of them died. And the other one had had, had, had to have a hysterectomy, right? They removed yeah. her ovaries and stuff. They removed her womb. Yeah. Yeah, so she had a hysterectomy. But she basically... I don't know. They didn't say the procedure, but basically she'd had the procedure and thought that it was, like, coming away, but... What was it? She... I don't know, but it's not really relevant. No, it's not. It's, it's just, not relevant it's in just, the slightest. Yeah. She, but she basically can't have kids now. She had a hysterectomy, I've just said. They removed her womb. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, at she, the end. she's ruined her life. Yes, yes her basically. life is ruined. Well, if, her life is ruined if she wanted to have kids, which she did in yeah. the show. So obviously this is a programme. But it was just showing... It is based off of the memoirs of somebody like who was a midwife. In, in that this, time. Yeah. yeah. So it is like kind of true story is ish just dramatized for tv but this was the kind of stuff that was going on back in well england we're just seeing it in the east end at that time yeah and these women they got infections because they were obviously having illegal abortions from this backdoor woman and who knows who what how this woman was doing it right with a coat hanger or whatever she was doing i don't think so but yeah i get your point sorry it could have been <laughs> i've heard about coat hangers well i know that one woman on the episode she, she tries to do it to herself with a coat hanger right see yeah and then okay so my only thing is, like, when you don't give people choice, right, they have to, extre- they go to the extremes, extreme measures extremes. to do things, right? And I just feel like it's more unsafe. I don't feel like you you should be able to force people into, like, you know, you must do this or you must do that. Like, I feel like it should be their choice. Anyway, that does, it does bring me on to something else, but I want to go into this first and then we'll go to that afterwards. Okay. Um. So, obviously, I've spoken about um the choices i made when i found out i was pregnant yeah feels like such a long time ago but anyway it does. I'm all skinny. those um <laughs> nearly nine years ago mm. nearly nine years ago um no nine years ago yeah it wasn't nearly it was actually nine years ago even a little bit more nine years and a month 
I made this decision in December of 2010. Okay, right, yeah. Um, in which, right. So originally, I my first thought was abortion. Mm. That I, had, I needed to have an abortion. And that is what I was going to do. I booked an appointment. And it's really funny, actually. It's not funny, but it's, you know, that's what you say. It's funny that <laughs> for, to do this episode, I did all this research, right, about the procedures, what they do. But at the time, I did no research. I did not know what the procedure was. Do you I think d- subconsciously you just didn't want to know? You just wanted to get over no, it? No, I didn't. You just, you just didn't think? I didn't even think, I don't right. think. Okay. I just felt like I was so immature. But anyway, <laughs> I did not even think. I didn't research the procedure. If I hadn't researched the procedure, well, it definitely wouldn't have been happening. It didn't happen anyway, but I definitely wouldn't have been doing it. Yeah. Because at the point that I found that I was pregnant, I was 17 weeks. Right. So I would have had the only options to go for the third, the last option, which is a D&E. Mm. And obviously I've already described what they do. What you found out now. What, yeah. And you didn't know that then. No. Right. And if I would have known that then, I would have been traumatized. Yes. And it's definitely not something I feel like I could have done, personally. Mm. Um, but it just brings me back to thinking about my choices and thinking about, actually, at that point of 17 weeks, that's in your second trimester. That's quite far along. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Nice. That's over four months pregnant. And the thing that actually made me not go ahead with it was that I did a, a very small amount of research. And the research that I did was about how developed the fetus was at that point of mm. time, you know. Um, and that's what changed my mind because it was like the fetus has, like, basically eyelids, eyelashes, eyebrows, fingernails, like, all its limbs are formed. Like, it's... um, It was like your baby can suck its thumb, your baby can uh, yawn and stretch and do all sorts. Yeah. Right? Make faces. And then that, obviously, makes it real. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I think it's all good and well, like, when it's a size of a grape or a raisin or a rice grain. Yeah. And it doesn't have any features and it doesn't, it can't, it's not, it's not like, to you it's not even really a person. No, it's not human. It's just something, it's just there. But what you described is like, a, not even just like the eyelashes, it can put a thumb in its mouth and it can, it's like doing all these human actions. Yeah, it makes faces, it stretches, it does all sorts. Your baby starts moving around. And I think, was it... Around that time, they can determine the sex of your baby. It's around that time that they can determine the sex of your baby and stuff like that. I think around 20, 19, might be 18, 19, 20 weeks, that mm-hmm. sort of time, they can determine the sex of your baby and stuff. So it's actually really formed. And that was what made me decide that I shouldn't do that. Because I really felt like, okay, this kind of just got real. Yeah. This is like, before that, it was like, okay, I haven't really thought about it. There's nothing going on. And I don't think I had any real signs of pregnancy until I found out I was pregnant. Do you know what I mean? Like, I had no, like, flutters in the stomach. I had no... The baby's not moving around at that point. They're not kicking. Yeah. There's nothing going on. It's not really a thing to you. Like, is it... If you don't even know about it, it's kind of like... It doesn't really... And then once you do find out, it's like, it doesn't necessarily become real. Yeah. Until I researched it, which I always say, like... I don't... Well, I don't always say, but obviously I don't really talk about this very often or think about it. Mm. But it's like, if I had never have researched it, I might have gone through with it. Do you know what I mean? If I'd never Googled it, but I'm a Googler. I like to Google things. <laughs> and I do. I literally Google everything. But yeah. If I never would have Googled it, that might have been something that I would have went through with. Yeah. I mean, I would have got there and had been having this procedure that I didn't know what I was having because I didn't Google it and it would have been very strange. They were, I mean, I, would they have told you? I don't know because it was booked. So I was no, like, but I, I guess when you arrived, would they explain the process? Well, maybe. But then I'm walking out when it's, I'm meant to. I'm about to go through the procedure, but I'm out. You know, actually, I can't have to. Leave. It'd be interesting to see, like, how um, if some women who might be clueless might not look up or might not want to, yeah, and then they go in to, you know, do it, and then they explain what's going to happen. Not sure if in detail, but just the gist, and they may change their mind. It'd be interesting. To, I don't. I don't. It's I, true because I had to really look properly to find out the details. Like if you go on the NHS website, they make it sound pretty. It was just like it was just literally like oh they dilate your cervix and then they use some um, utensils and things to just um, evacuate the pregnancy. No, you rip the limbs off of the child, Mm-mm. suck out its guts and stuff, and then scrape all inside the cervix to make sure everything's gone. Like come on, like. 
And at the end of the day, it might, it is very, it sounds graphic and it is graphic, but it's the reality. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And then it's like, I feel like it's very, very, uh, what is even the word? Reckless. Okay. And I don't know. I even think a little bit immature. It's just ridiculous. If you made a decision, right? It's your decision. That's yeah. the decision that you made. You can't be like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Mate, you made the decision to terminate a pregnancy in your second trimester. This is the procedure that you're going to have. Yeah. And this is exactly what they did. And if you feel bad about that, or I'm sorry, you have to feel that you, you have to take that on innit? and you have to deal with that in your own way or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's the reality of what they're doing. It can't just be like, oh, you know. But it's like that one woman in the Gosnell film, the one they put, the witness they put in the stand. She wanted she, to keep her baby. She yes, but she'd ask them what they would. She didn't ask them about the procedure. She'd ask them what they would do with the baby after they'd the baby had died, and they said, "Oh, we'll burn, we'll burn it." And that's when she's like, "No," and she left. You remember yeah, that yeah, girl? Yeah, um, and she had her baby, didn't yeah. she? And they tried to force her to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I well, um, but she kind of left. So I guess, yeah. I mean, some. Yeah. Oh, we completely forgot about in the Gosnell case. One of the main things, reasons that he actually got brought to trial is because a woman died having an abortion. <gasps> yes, I can't believe we forgot that. <laughs> the main reason that he well, got brought to trial was because a woman died. Yeah, a woman while died. having an abortion yeah. in his clinic. And he went to like he went he left the country for like twelve years after that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh no, no, it was, it was before that. But he killed no, but someone else had died as well. Someone died before he left yeah. the country for twelve, 12 years, 12 went years. to Bermuda, came back, did all this, started it up again. Yep. Another woman Another died. Another woman and this died. This is the reason that they got went to um, went and to... originally ended up going to trial, um. But yeah, it's like they forced women to try and kind of stay and yeah, try and coax them into to doing it and stuff like that and yeah sorry i just forgot that main yeah, no, main I forgot, point. I forgot about that as well um yeah that was it really yeah but i do think it's like i do think it's a very difficult thing um and a difficult choice to make but i do think if you make that choice then you should be informed about what they're doing. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm not going to... Like... And I feel like I was just so oblivious in life. I don't know what the hell I was doing, to be honest. I think... Mm... Honestly, I was literally had my head in the sand. I literally shoved my head into the sand and was like, no, nah, no one speak to me. <laughs> don't think about this. Don't stand on. Anyway, let's just get on with it. <laughs> It'll all work out in the end. No. Anyway, well, that's that. But also, so in line with this, a few weeks ago... I think it was a few weeks ago. There was a lot of conversation on the timeline um, about, like, basically the choice. And there's, this has been a discussion and, like, a debate for a long time. On and off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on and off. It comes it comes and it goes. Yeah. But obviously, the fact that it's a choice for the woman and where does the man stand in this process, yeah. you know? So it's like if a woman decides that she wants to have a baby, a man is automatically forced to be a parent, even if he doesn't want to be. Yeah. If a woman decides that she doesn't want to have a baby. This man is robbed of his child that he might have wanted or whatever. And then he doesn't get any say. Right? Right. What do you think? Um, it's true on both sides. I asked a guy friend yesterday, mm. what does he think about this whole, a man doesn't really get the ultimate choice in the end. And he was like, but that's when you, if you have sex with someone, whether you use protection or not, it's like a risk that... It's a risk that you, you could get pregnant. Yeah. So, really and truly, you don't ultimately get the choice because it's not you physically going through it. Yeah. So, he's like, I could get someone pregnant tomorrow and I might not want to have the baby, but she might. And I'm not going to force her to... I can't force her to... Basically, he was just saying that the ball, like the ball, was in her court. Well, yeah, it is. Like that's not. But he was just like, as like, as men, we somehow forfeit our choice if if the um we forfeit. He goes as men, we forfeit a bit of our choice if we're on opposite ends. Either way, so he could be like, she could get pregnant, I could be really excited, but she could go, she want to get rid of it. Yeah, it's like, vice versa. It, as soon as you have sex with someone, you forfeit your choice as to whether you wanted to be a parent or not. Type thing. He, that's what he's basically yeah. saying. And but do you agree? I agree to an extent because I feel like, like... Do you think that's fair? Do you think that's like... Do you think that they should... The 
um, it should have to be a joint decision. Do you feel like it, a woman mm. shouldn't be able to like have an abortion unless she has the consent of a father or something? Or like, do you feel like it should be a joint thing, or do you feel like it's it should be all up to the woman and the man should have absolutely no say and whatever happens? It should be a joint. Whatever you do should be a joint decision, especially if you are united with that person. So if I had a boyfriend, yeah, and I feel pregnant. That's a decision we make together and we'd make sure that whatever decision it is that we're both fine, like we're fine with it. Yeah. I think it's more yeah, but if you're on opposite ends, if you're never a time if, then people if, are going to be fine with something if you're on opposite ends. Well, I, I mean, there was a girl... Then it comes down to you have yeah, to make that. there was a girl at, who used to be on my team at work. This was when I was pregnant as well. Mm. And she'd found out she was pregnant and she was having going to have an abortion. And I was like, oh, like you have a boyfriend like and she was just like we're just not ready yeah and she was like he actually when I found out and I told him he actually was like really excited and she said that I felt really like a bit like oh because she's like I've just finished uni he's just started a good job like we're just not there so I was like okay so then so then what happened why did you change his mind she goes we just had a long talk and I explained to him that like it's not the right time for us and we, she's like, we're pretty much permanent. I was like, okay, fine, whatever, you're permanent. And I said that, that, like, we're not ready and this is not the time or whatever. And I just felt like they were very mature and had a good communication. And yeah. obviously she terminated the pregnancy. Right. I don't know if this was together. I don't work there no more. I don't know how it kind of, like, affected, because I went on maternity leave afterwards. But I feel like some of the people that are talking about, like, kind of saying it's not their choice and whatever not is people in circumstances where it will never be your choice because you will never you're never united like that do you right. not think do you not think like i think it has to i think it has a big deal to how the relationship is with the mother and father right and i think it has a lot to do with if they're not together and they're definitely not on the same page i feel like if you're together and you're united and you're in love and you make a decision i think ultimately whatever it is you'll be okay with it because you're together with it Right, yeah. So I feel like it's more conflict, if anything. I agree. I do think it's conflict. And I do think it's mainly like this whole... It's mainly like maybe the woman's going to have a kid and the man doesn't want to have a kid. He yeah. He her to have an abortion. And it's like this massive... This debate about like, should can you or, or should you force a man to parent a child that he doesn't want? No. Type thing. No. You shouldn't, force a, you shouldn't force a man to parent a child he doesn't want. So it's like, obviously, you're pregnant... You say, you know, I'm having this baby. He says, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. And that's that. I personally think uh, you shouldn't... I wouldn't force somebody to be a parent if they didn't want to be a parent. Yeah. Because, do you know what I mean? Um, people say, Obviously, there's an argument to the fact that you were part of this conception. Yeah. Right? You, you had a part to play. You had sex with me knowing that there was a possibility that this could happen. Mm. Right? But honestly, I feel like... When people talk about like risks and like, you know, probabilities and stuff, nobody really thinks about no, that. No, you don't. You know what I mean? No. Like, you don't sit there and think, right, before we start, we might get pregnant. <laughs> Do you still want to go through with this? Yeah. Nobody does that. No one does that. No one thinks that. It's the same like when you cross the road or you get in your car, you don't think, I could die right now. Mm. Nobody, because otherwise nobody would do anything. Yeah. Right? And I don't think, and I obviously think it's part of maturity that like, you're aware in the background that this is a possibility and you're willing to kind of, you know, but a lot of people do not take that into account when they yeah. make their decisions that they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think that you should force somebody to be a father when they don't want to be a father yeah. because I just don't feel like that's good for your child anyway. No. I don't feel like they would be a good father to your child because they don't want to, they, it's like, I don't want you. Like yeah, you don't want to. You don't want your child to grow up feeling unloved from from one parent. Yeah. Because I well. But then a lot of people have this whole argument about like, why would you bring a child into the world when their other parent doesn't want them? And it's like, in my opinion, I've said this so many times. I know what you're gonna say, and I really agree with you. What am I gonna say? Go and tell me. You were gonna say about parent, uh, kids don't always need. Two parents. I was exactly going to say that. Especially, that was exactly what I was going to say. Especially if one of the parents has no positive impact on oh the my child's God, life. Oh my God, I've said this so many yeah. times, right? It's very clear. This is what I think. I've said it multiple times. I do not believe... 
And I know a lot of people do believe that you must have two parents, mm. but I, I do not believe that you must have two parents to have a, a, a well-adjusted child. Do you no. know what I mean? Like to, 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 to raise a child who is successful, well-adjusted, a good person, I don't think that you have to have two parents no. to do that. I, I, do, I do believe that you will find a lot of difference between a child that has two parents and a child that has one parent. What kind of differences? Just in terms of, like... No, right, let me rephrase. You can see the really interested to what yeah, you're going to say. You can see the difference between a, a child that has two parents and a child that has one parent. But you only see the difference when it's the case where usually with the one pair with the one parent child No, no. I've no. I know what I was gonna say. I've got Please example. can you say it? Because I'm so interested. To I know. think in the sense where No, okay. I'm gonna try this again, guys. Bear with me. So what I'm trying to say is that you can see a difference between a one parent... Yes, you've told us this. What yeah. is the difference? I'm trying to just form my... But at the same... And... Okay. One child, two parents. One child, one parent. That... I find out that one child with one parent could be happy as Larry. Like, you know, loves life, has got a great family. And then you have a two parent... A child that has two parents. These parents, not necessarily together, but you could see that no one really highlights the fact that... that that child is can be is probably a bit miserable because no okay you've lost me yeah I've lost myself Ignore. and also I'm talking about especially when we're talking about like so off every child has two parents that are you talking about actively parent, in their life okay but both our children's fathers are in their lives are they oh, yeah, not that's true yeah sorry oh, they do see them yeah they exist yes would you still count yourself as a single parent yeah hundred percent right so. I don't know what I was saying, guys. I've, I scratched everything I said. You do this too much. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Please have a formed opinion before you yeah, start. Yeah, I need to think before I say it. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I felt like something good was coming out. And come I was out. so interested because <laughs> I, I really do genuinely, genuinely, genuinely think. Like, obviously, I have my own opinion about what I think. But I want to, I would love some, like, belief to come with an opinion and say, actually, children with one parent are like this. Children with two parents are like this. Like, I see a difference. Mm. So when you started, I was very excited to hear what yeah, you were going to say. Yeah. Maybe I'll... Might have an opinion in about a year's time. We'll actually see it because I actually don't. I've I would tell you the scenario I was thinking of afterwards when we finish recording, and it's not the same. Okay, well, I have to say that even though my son's father is in his life, he does see him and mm. stuff. Um, I still would consider myself a single parent because I do everything. Yeah, and I do not think that my child is, and obviously maybe this comes into adulthood and stuff and that's the way the difference is and it's like you need to wait and see that part yeah but there's other people around you know what i mean it's like i don't need to use my child as an example of why he's fine i can look at many other people and say you he's fine he's fine like do you know what i mean i'm fine yeah i think yeah (laughs) i think i'm fine he's very lovely happy go lucky young man i'm not talking about him okay well did you listen to anything i just said oh well you said but then you i can say i'm not going to use i don't have to use my child as an example as to why being a single parent doesn't make like isn't detrimental to children i can use random people like oh like adulthood yeah yeah but then obviously he's not in adulthood i can say i'm perfectly fine and i would consider myself as being brought up by a single mom I could say many people, and then also so that I can compare myself to my cousin, who is exactly the same age as me. We were born six weeks apart. Why are you making that face at me? I'm trying to think of what cousin. My cousin, my only cousin. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were six weeks apart. Okay, well, we we grew up our whole lives together. Okay. We are six weeks apart. Our mum's obviously sisters, pregnant at the same time. Oh, wow. But my auntie and my uncle are together and have been together the whole time. Yeah. My mum and my dad are not. Yeah. And I would not say that we there's a difference in who's more well adjusted or has like it's not like i'm here in poverty and she's with a good job and living life or i i'm a criminal and she's not a criminal (laughs) or i'm you know what i mean or there's any there's no difference okay no difference so i just think like until i want someone to come come to me with receipts and facts about why i think it's more kind of like in terms of is, is psychological is that the right word yeah like you know how you said like that's what you're gonna say you yeah. can see like you, you might you might get to adulthood and kind of maybe like see the effects of yeah whatever so i think it's like 
some subtle things. Like, you know, you're like, oh, you've got daddy issues and whatever not. And it's like, it's not yeah, but that's because you had a bad pet life. Yeah, but it's not because you didn't have, like, your 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 dad in your life. It's because you, he was you, not a good dad. You just didn't have a good relationship with your dad because yeah. he wasn't a good parent. Or mummy issues yeah. because your mum wasn't really a good, like, you didn't have a good relationship with your mum because you felt like, you felt like she wasn't a good parent. Or she wasn't. It's or she actually yeah. wasn't, yeah. Well, it depends on the story, but yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, did we go off on one again? Yeah, we did. Sorry. So um, choices, men making choices. Yeah, I don't believe that a man should be forced into having to parent a child that he just 100% has been very clear about not wanting. I don't think that a man is going to say, um, well, I'll put myself in a position in a, or in a situation to say, if a man said to me, I don't want that child, and I was deciding I wanted to have that child. I'm not going to come to you for anything. I'm not going to call you up and say anything to you. You told me you didn't want to have this child. I'm clearly raising a child. You go about your business, yeah. okay? I'm not going to try and try and seek CSA. I'm not going to be like, you need to pay me money yeah. for a child that you didn't want and had no interest in raising. I'm going to get on with it on my own mm-hmm. and I'm not going to bother you. Yeah. And if you change your mind, that's your issue. But... I'm going to do it by myself. If that's what I decided in my head before I started, that's what I'm going to do. I think also with guys, it's so easy for them if when they find themselves in a situation where um, they are expecting a child, it's so easy to be like, well, you know, need to get an abortion. And yeah. they don't think about, well, I'm going to say, a majority don't think about the long-term effects that could have on the woman. Yes. Because you can... Oh, I'll come with you to the appointment. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like hold my hand and and rub my back and think it's better because oh, you know, I was there. But it's like you don't think. Same with uh, women when they go through have an uh, actual pregnancy. They're like, not aware of the effects it's going to yeah, have on them and after they've decided to terminate. They don't even think about like I think sometimes it is you know people can be blunt, say things in black and white, which is fine if you want to be that type of person. But there's some things where. You just need to take a step back and think about what you're saying. I feel like the men especially, like you said, with the risk and stuff, you slightly forfeit having the ultimate choice. It's not to say that I'm saying, like, I'm having this baby and you have no choice. Like, you have no say in the matter. But that is the, that is the you know, facts. It's, it's facts, but it's kind of like, I could be like, I'm, I'm having a baby and I don't know what to do. I was in a situation where I found out I was pregnant and I, re- I was really in two minds, two big minds. And the father of my child was in one mind. Right. right, and it was the case where. So you were basically in the exact situation that I just described. Yes, yes, I was, I was, and but in a sense where. And he was in the situation that we're describing about the fact that he. What What can you do here? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, carry on your story. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear. So, like, I was in two minds, but when I thought about having an abortion, it filled me with sadness. Yeah. And I was like, if it fills me with sadness... And I haven't even done it yet. And I haven't even done it yet. And I haven't even, like, sat down with, like, a doctor or a nurse to discuss options. Then I'm not doing it. Yeah. And when I was told him that I was not doing it, obviously it was, like, not the best... It It was horrible. But at the same time, like you said, if you don't... Okay, you don't want to be involved... Okay, that's it. Then you will hit like you won't hit anything from me because I'm not gonna force you. And he said many times, I'm not gonna be forced. And I was like, I ain't gonna force you either. Mm. So you know, whatever. And yeah, like in some people's eyes, he's perceived as the, the bad guy. Like, oh, how could you do that? And a lot and of people will say that. Yeah, how can the man? How not, can um... whatever not? And you know, blah blah blah. But it's kind of like if it was the other way round, like not other way around, but. I'm not justifying it, but I wasn't as angry at him as everyone is from. It's like, how could he, how can anyone do that? But it's like, loads of people do it. Like, literally. And they have no conscience either. Yeah. They're walking around here with two or three kids or whatever, or a child that they know is there, but they're just like, nope, nope, I don't want it. I know people. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. I don't know people, but I know of people oh. that like don't are not actively in their kid's life. Well, I know them personally. Oh, okay. We'll talk afterwards because I don't know who you know. (laughs) Well, anyway, yeah. And I I agree with you 100%, right? Because a lot of the time in my situation, um, people are 
always more angry for me than yeah. I am angry. Yeah. You know, oh, he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that or this doesn't happen or how can somebody... And it's just like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I feel like with me, it made me more determined to be like, my child is going to grow and is going to be like the greatest person ever. That's all me. That's yeah. all me. Like all of me. That's yeah. like, I say all of it. Obviously I'll have like help from my family friends, but like, yeah, but that's, the one that's, that's me. me. Yeah. 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 And that's like, you know, when you said like, oh, I'm not going to go after like child support from you. No, no, no. Because when my child is like a famous scientist and whatever not, I, I put him through college or, you know, I, I have none of your money yeah. type thing, especially when you don't want to be, involved in this child I said why should I take any money from you like to go towards my child's greatness no I was like that I was like yeah she's like she's gonna be great she's gonna be this and you know it was never you it was all me and obviously that changed a little bit like yeah because obviously he's part of her life now but that was my motivation and like you said a lot of people were like like really angry for me and like oh like yeah and I'm just like you know what guys I had my moments of resentment towards him but that's natural I guess when you're going through a difficult time and you're like doing it by myself blah 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 but in the end it's kind of like what will be will be and we'll get through it most definitely most definitely words to live by (laughs) (laughs) well anyway but yeah so we both agree I mean I think a lot of the time again it's something that we say a lot as well when I see these debates on the timeline, a lot of it does come from people who don't have children. Yeah. And people are very clear about what they will do before they get into situations and stuff. And obviously, a lot of people will never be in that situation. Um, but some people will, or whatever. And I think you only know once you're in that situation, you know. Cause... I just feel like never say never, because say never, you know there's certain situations like, oh, that can never be me. And it's like, it could if if you make that one little choice and whatever. So like, no, it's true because I always used to think to myself, why didn't my mum put my dad on child support? Like mm. she should have. I always think like, why did you struggle, mum? Why or why why did you try to do it by yourself? Why didn't you make him pay? Mm. Kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like why was he just allowed to just do whatever? Mm. And it's not. And obviously my dad was in our was in our lives and stuff. And and but he didn't pay child support. Yeah. So if you. Even if you're there, and I've said this again many times, even if you're there every other weekend, have a little, you know, come have a sleepover at your dad's, whatever. Yeah. But you live with your mum. She pays all the bills. Yeah. Okay? She pays the rent, the mortgage, whatever, all the bills, buys your food, buys your clothes. Yeah. And you're you're not doing anything. And mm-hmm. I always used to think, why would you, like, why, why wouldn't you make him do that? And as a child or whatever, as a young person. And then, like, here I am, not making anyone do anything. <laughs> And honestly, I don't even feel... I, I, I'm I'm fine and comfortable with the decision I've made mm. about it. And I guess... I don't know what my mum's thought process was or her thinking behind it. But I know what mine is. Yeah. And either way, whatever our, our thought processes and thinking is behind it, we ended up in the same place. Like, at, with the same conclusion. Yeah. In terms of the fact that that's not the route we've gone down. No. Do you know what I mean? So... And it's not... I'd like to point out... It's not like a type of... For me, it's not like a pride thing. Like, oh, I don't need your help. It's more of a case where... And mine might be a pride thing. Is your pride sure. thing? Well, do you know what? Mine is more of... It's not necessarily... A, it is kind of. It's like half pride and half like... I want... No, it kind of is, you know? It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, actually, I do want to be able to say, at the end, I did this. Yeah, no. This is me. That, yeah. Isn't that pride? But I, I did this. This was me. I did everything, okay? And you did nothing. I feel like for me, because in the beginning, um, after my child was born... And a few of my, well, a few, I only have two. <laughs> my uncles were like, oh, you like, like, you need to make him pay. And I had a couple of like, comments from people like, you need to like make him pay. And it's kind of like, at this point, right, he could change his mind. And I felt like that was not the right path path for me to go down. It's in like, the end. it's a bit, and so, also it's so awkward. And the conflict. Oh, yeah, like, like he could basically be like, be forced to pay this money and be like, oh, right, I'm definitely like, I don't want anything to do with her. Yeah. And he's basically... It's like she's grown up with her dad like slightly hating her. Do you get what I mean? that, Yeah. But that's how I... You know, I always think... Like, it's like you'd rather have him around a little bit than have to... Have that little bit of money that they force him to pay. Yeah. And it's like... Risk. Yeah. Not in yeah. the case of, well, I'm paying now, so I guess I have to see you. 
type thing. Like, oh, well, what? Yeah, my money. Some people cut off their nose to spite their face, you know. Mm -hmm. You made me pay. I don't want nothing to do with this now. Yeah, okay. exactly. But then it is like half pride in the in the end. I feel like not in the end, but like when moments... my son graduates from university, yeah, and he yeah. walks across a bloody stage of his cap and gown. Do you know how I'm gonna be bawling in the stands? Do you know how I will be sobbing, yeah. right? And that will be the time. Yeah. That will be the time <laughs> where I will say, "I did that. This was all that me. was me. This was all or me." Or when he's on a stage singing or something, yeah, or he's doing whatever he's doing, whatever he, whatever greatness that he achieves. Like, that's me. I would be like, that was that me. That was me. And I would be so happy. And I would be... Yeah. Crying. Yes. <laughs> like I was this morning when my child took her first steps. Oh, my God. Look. Exclusive. This is a word to remember. Exclusive. <laughs> and I was just like, this... I, well, I mean, Wait, I've okay, been screaming so... at her for, like, weeks now. So... Yes. I was happy that it got into her brain. So she's taken her first steps. Yes. She's she's ready to run. She's ready, and I'm, I'm probably gonna like call you in like probably like months. I'm like, oh, you know, I can't cope. Like she's just running everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like well, that was a small bit. I like, oh, I just know she's gonna do something really. She's something great. She's gonna be a music composer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so something. Fine. But but no. yeah. On that note, we're finished. Yes. I've got a Snapchat from. Snapchat, probably a Valentine's Snapchat. I hate stuff like that. Ugh. Leave me alone. Again, happy Valentine's Day, yes. guys. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Yeah. And if you want to talk to us, want to address any subjects that we have said in this episode, I always feel like we say, I don't know if we say controversial things, right? But I always sometimes feel like they're a little bit controversial. But nobody challenges us. Nobody says they disagree. So I'm assuming everybody has the same mindset we do. If you disagree, let us know. Um, at WTYM pod on Twitter. Yes. Um, or we are on Instagram. We don't like I don't we don't use it very often, but you can still message us on Instagram. We'll just have a look. Have a look, follow <laughs> us. But yeah, like, subscribe, retweet. What are the other things people do? Like, subscribe, bookmark if you want. <laughs> bookmark. Like, oh, sorry, I forgot to Twitter. Like, like, subscribe, retweet, hashtag. Hashtag. WTYM pod. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay, just, <laughs> anyway. Have a good week.